At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into the South Point Sportsbook. It is packed on a New Year's Eve. Hey, everybody. I'm, I'm waving there. You see my right hand? Oh, now I'm on camera. Okay, not, not going to wave my right hand anymore. It's our final show of 2022. Our final hour on Live Bet Saturday presented by BetMGM. Ben Wilson with you with the South Point. Brian Ortega, our producer behind the glass. Sean McCollum on audio. We have Liz Foster, Isaiah Rakel, our technical directors as well. Uh, meanwhile, Aramis Westfall helping out. Jeff Parles over at Mandalay Bay, a.k.a. Ann Arbor West. <laughs> Jeff, based on the crowd yes. reaction behind Ann you. Arbor. West. A big turn of events going on in Glendale, Arizona, the Fiesta Bowl. As we were going to break, big decision for Jim Harbaugh. Had a fourth and fourth, the TCU 24 down 14 nothing. Decided to take the points. We both thought that was the right decision in the moment, Jeff. Jake Moody, 42-yard field goal, good. Second play on the TCU drive. Max Duggan intercepted by Rod Moore. Then right after that, Michigan goes up top 50-yard completion from J.J. McCarthy down to Roman Wilson. Initially ruled a touchdown after review. They spot him down at about the half-yard line. But looks like, Jeff, Michigan's going to punch the ball in. 13-28 to go first half. And uh, you said off air, TCU just blew their chance. I, I don't know if I'd go that far, but certainly the pendulum has gone the other way now to Michigan. Why did they overturn that? He didn't have the ball until he was laying in the end zone. That's a really good question. That was odd. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. That was very odd. Uh, whatever. I mean, Michigan should be able to get a half a yard on four plays with – one of the best O-lines in the country, but very strange. Look, assuming Michigan does punch this in, which uh, I'm going to imagine they're just going to hand it to the fullback. Good idea. Good job, guys. Uh, the ball came ball out. came out, didn't it? Fl oh, there's a geez. flag down. Ball came out on first and goal at the half-yard line. Well, you know what they say about assumptions uh, in this in this oh, racket, as our goodness. friend Jimmy Vaccaro would say. Uh, TCU definitely recovered TCU it. TCU has the ball. Now, again, we, we don't have the benefit of having the audio. They're saying touchback. Fumble into oh, the end wow. zone, touchback. After yeah, Jeff, something that I don't know. I don't know how how other people uh, felt. Well, but now, now, Ben, now that overturn is a big deal. I was going to say because I, mean, I don't think that was proper. I don't think that was properly overturned because I don't think he ever had the ball until he was in the end zone. The knee was clearly down. There's no arguing that that the knee was clearly down. But I don't think he ever had control of the football until he was in the end zone. I think that's a bad overturn. Look, you can't run a fullback dive. I'm sorry. You, you, have, you, have, the be, you have the best offensive line in wow. football. Either QB sneak it or hand it off to the running back. Uh, it just, I mean, 
Michigan's doing everything in their power to lose yep. this game, Ben, and so far they have. A pick six. This, you can argue now, they have either a handed, they handed TCU a touchdown with the pick six, and now two touchdowns off the board, which is idiocy inside the five-yard line. And it looked like the they credit the fumble technically to Donovan Edwards, but they were trying to hand it off to the fullback. I don't think the fullback was ready for the ball. I don't know what happened, a miscommunication of some sort on a first and goal at the half-yard line. But your, po your point, Jeff, rings so true that – and I don't know if other people watching the game in real time with sound on felt – and we're now getting another look at the – uh, the replay, if that was a like a big miss I on mean, the that's overturn. An, that's, an, that's embarrassingly done by the replay crew. What conference has this game, by the way? Uh, that's a good Because that's, some, cause that's something the Pac-12 refs would have absolutely overturned. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> or take it. Or take you're only half, check you're only half, uh, he's only half joking there, by the way, Jeff Parle. So now, and TCU gets a big play right after the touchback. What a turn of events. 12 and a half to go in the first half, 14-3. TCU, as I update my live numbers in front of me, it's TCU back to a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Total at 57-and-a-half. And I was prepared to say, Jeff, assuming that ball was punched in, uh, you could probably say sayonara to any of those unders, at least from a, the pregame unders would not have been in a very good position, but uh, we remain right at about that closing number as far as the in-game total. So to recap, this is a turnover on downs on fourth and goal at the two, a pick six, a fumble on the TCU half-yard line, and, that, and that's just... The big mistake so far uh, by Michigan today is they trail 14-3. Just a, an amazing start to the game. And uh, now as the number does tick up to TCU minus 3.5 after they pick up the first down, you just you wonder how this is going to uh, turn That's forward as, uh, as TCU throws incomplete. No, no flag thrown on the play, third and four. And here, I know, I know, here we go, Jeff. The ref show is uh, now in Come progress on. and in earnest there in Glendale. Ortega, you said SEC, correct? Yeah, I mean, look, Ben, you, you and I have had this discussion plenty of times for a conference that, again, claims it has a better product than what goes out on Sundays in the NFL. The officiating is an abomination, and that should not have been overturned, and that should have been P.I. on Michigan also. So, I mean, look, I, I, again, Michigan has them, only themselves to blame here because you can't, get, you can't get cute near the goal line twice, and you cost yourself 14 points, at least 10 because of it. Uh, but a good stand by that Michigan defense after, again, just I, I don't know how you overturn that. They never had control the ball until he's a yard uh, in the end zone. Very, very bizarre overturn there. But in the, at the same token, TCU leads the game 14-3. to Despite two of those colossal errors we just mentioned, TCU went, went to either three and out or one first down and then a punt on the ensuing drive. Here an incomplete pass to Savion Williams over the middle on third and four. TCU punts it right back to Michigan. So you could make the argument with how bad Michigan has come out of the gates it should be a larger lead than 14-3 for TCU. We'll see how that gets baked into the market as Michigan will start with the ball probably inside their own 15. Looks like a flag for a hold or block in the back on the punt return. But now right now, TCU minus 2.5 live, a 56.5 or 57.5, depending on your book, there for the total. All right, deep breath in Glendale. We still have a game to preview, Jeff, for tonight. Ohio State, Georgia. While the big move in the first college football playoff semifinal, everybody seemingly was on the under today from 58 and a half, 59, all the way down to 56 at close. Seems like everybody's on Ohio State. Down to four and a half at Circa, one of the respected books here in the Nevada's jurisdictions. A lot of the markets throughout the country right now standing at five as a couple books have crept as low as four and a half. This open six quickly got bet up to seven back on December the 5th, but since then it's been a steady stream, really punctuated by the last 24 hours from six and a half yesterday, now all the way down to four and a half or five. What do you make of this move, uh, Jeff, on the Ohio State-Georgia line? I don't get it. Uh, I don't understand it. I, I think Georgia is much better than Ohio State. And and look, I don't want to I don't want to go two and two together because you, you, you drive yourself nuts doing this. But watching Michigan in this game doesn't truly doesn't really inspire confidence in Ohio State when Georgia is a lot better than TCU. And also, by the way, this is essentially a Georgia home game being played in Atlanta. I know the Buckeye fans will travel, but this is <laughs> this is a brutal draw for Ohio State. I, I look, I got if you when because it, it was six and a half basically the whole month of December. Ben. Yeah, I understand moving it from six and a half to six. I get that. That that kind of makes sense here. But then throwing it, then betting it through six, I don't understand that at all. Uh, so, look, I, I think Georgia's going to win. I, I like Georgia at six and a half. 
I absolutely like him at five and four and a half. So I, I think Georgia proved all year to the best team in the country. I think Ohio State's defense is really going to struggle in this game. And I think, look, again, you look at C.J. Stroud, Ben. Has C.J. Stroud impressed you against any good defenses in his collegiate career? This Fair is question. the best one he could play by a wide margin. I, I think Georgia wins this game comfortably. Yeah. Uh, I think Georgia's w w lifting the trophy a week from Monday anyway. So yeah. I think a comfortable win in Atlanta for the Bulldogs. The point on Stroud is fair. The, to me, though, the angle you have to look at when you start your handicap is what is an Ohio State defense that looked great for 10 weeks and then with injury completely cratered under uh, Jim Knowles-led led, uh, unit there, they were at about 15 and a half points a game and about five yards of play allowed through 10 weeks, Jeff. As injury started to pile up, we saw what happened the last two games of the season, 37 and a half points per game allowed, over seven yards per play allowed. To me, the conventional wisdom and why people are betting Ohio State is, well, with a month to prepare, that defense is healthier, and they at least have the bodies and the raw talent to compete with Georgia. Ohio State actually has more blue-chip recruits, technically, than Georgia on their roster, 46 to 44. That's where you have to look at, first of all, and it's a defense that has dared opposing offenses and quarterbacks to throw deep on them all year. For what it's worth, Jeff, there's really only one game where an opposing defense did that to Georgia. It was our alma mater, the Missouri Tigers. They said, hey, Stetson Bennett, you can beat us deep. We'll, we'll take the L. And Bennett was horrible in that game. It was 4 of 12 for 63 yards against either man 0 or man 1 coverages and, and took a sack as well. So basically when the defense sold out to defend the run, gave him man-to-man -man deep, he couldn't do anything with it. The question is, do you have enough belief that Ohio State can actually execute that game plan? And are you actually a believer that the health is enough to make a difference here? I think that's the question you have to ask. I think the question is going to be, is that defense we saw against against Michigan in the second half the real Ohio State defense, too? Because if that's the case, that Georgia is going to put 45 on. So, again, I just think Georgia Georgia's here, Ben. The rest of the country is there. So, I just – I would be – I would be surprised if Ohio State, again, number now, I'd be surprised if Ohio State covered. If you if you said Ohio State six and a half, uh, Ohio State right. loses by six, yeah, I could see that. But I think Georgia going to win this game by over a touchdown, and they're going to be, they're going to be, should be a bigger favorite, honestly, than they are. They will definitely be a bigger favorite if it's TCU, uh, almost a double digit more than they are against Ohio State. But they should probably be closer to eight against Michigan uh, in the national title game. And if they're impressive today, they will be well north of what this mm -hmm. number is. You know what I think you should do, Jeff? You should go bet it. What? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm going to. Four I'm sorry. I mean, at this rate, right I mean, at this rate, we could get a four by the time this game Maybe. Kicks, That's a good point. Yeah. Totally insane. I, like, as much as I understand, again, the logic behind the, the health of Ohio State potentially on defense and how Stetson Bennett as a quarterback has struggled to throw deep. At the same time, uh, Georgia, Georgia, 64% of their snaps are with two tight ends on the field, with Brock Bowers and Darnell Washington, fifth in the country. And they, they tend to just throw the ball out in the flat or short and let those guys go to work. I don't care how many blue-chip recruits you have and athletes on the field. That's a really tough task that nobody's had an answer for all season, defending those two tight ends in space. Uh, Jeff, have you seen anything to indicate on Ohio State they're going to be able to handle that, even if they are at, uh, at full health? Because I don't. I don't see it. I don't see it at all. I mean, look, also, too, I mean, on the Georgia offense, if Bowers was eligible for the draft this year, Ben Bowers would be a top-ten pick. Yeah. I don't think they have any chance of covering him. So, uh, yeah, I, look, I, I like Georgia. I expect Georgia to win this game. But, hey, the this Fiesta Bowl is going exactly the opposite as I expected it to. Uh, Michigan going to have another fourth down, shut down, incomplete pass on third and four. We'll update you on the score in the live market. Also preview the January 2nd bowl games when we come back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Since we last updated it, and really since the fumble at the goal line, uh, Jeff Parles for the Michigan Wolverines, game has slowed down a little bit. First of the two college football playoff semifinals at the Fiesta Bowl where TCU punts after getting one first down. Michigan does the same thing. One first down and then a punt from their own 43 on fourth and four. So... Look, the offense has started to slow down. 8.50 to go in the first half. TCU ball second and seven on their own 20. And I at least feel like my pre-flop under has a little bit of life. TCU does complete a nice pass for a first down. Live market has it TCU minus two and a half. We're down to 53 and a half on an in-game total. And that two and a half, Jeff, seems like the book's really not going off that number much of any. When TCU's had the ball, that's about been the number. When Michigan gets the ball back, it's down to about one and a half. But you're certainly going to have opportunities if you have conviction in Michigan uh, coming back to win the game. It just is a question of, do you believe at this point, Jeff, with all the uh, colossal mistakes the Wolverines have made in the first half? Look, being in a 21-3 hole is a problem here, Ben. So uh, if they give up a touchdown here, this could, I don't want to say it's lights out, but it's going to make it very difficult for Michigan to come back in this game. Uh, Duggan, that's uh, that's not going to do anything there. But look, again, you throw pick six. Get stopped on fourth and goal at the two. You get screwed by the refs on an overturn and, and then fumble on the next play from the one-yard line. I mean, you're doing everything in your power to lose this game if you're Michigan. So, I, I defense has been fine. Other than the one drive, their defense has been totally fine in this game, Ben. So, But hey, it's just hey, pretty, pretty ugly. Pretty ugly every way you slice it so yep. far. It just is TCU, can they take advantage of this opportunity where Michigan's offense has looked really, really slow, uh, punted on both possessions where they got the ball back following goal line stands. See if they can convert this time. Have a third and short upcoming just under eight minutes to go in the first half. We'll update you there as we continue now to preview the January 2nd bowl games. You and I and Danny Burke, Jeff, will be on the air tomorrow for five hours, live bet Sunday mm-hmm. for a full day of, of NFL Week 17 action to kick off the new year. And then Monday comes around. We get Four games, four really good games uh, to potentially bet on. And so let's, uh, we'll go through them here the rest of this hour for people getting ready to make their New Year's plans who will want to get some action in on the four games, uh, starting in order at least chronologically as far as the times go. Uh, you, the most emotional game of the day will be the ReliQuest Bowl in Tampa when Mississippi State uh, take on Illinois. Uh, by the way, Max Duggan picks up a third and two with his legs. Nice so TCU first down up to near midfield. Uh, so with Zach Arnett promoted to head coach, the defensive coordinator for Mississippi State following the tragic passing of head coach Mike Leach, uh, you have Mississippi State right now up as high as a two-point favorite in the market, open most books one-point 
to the favorite. Also some money to the under, 47 to 46. As it's a really interesting matchup, if we take emotions out of it, Jeff, it's air raid offense for Mississippi State against ground and pound of Illinois. That high-flying SEC attack against the physical, uh, low-scoring Big Ten offense and, and the defensive strategy as well for Brett Bielema and Illinois. Uh, given the, the, really the dichotomy and the back and forth here of the two uh, elements of strategy at play, how do you expect this one to go from a side perspective? I have no feel whatsoever for this game, as that is going to be a big problem. Oh, kind of lucky that he fell down. Yard gain for that TCU should have been a, that should have been a TCU first and goal instead of just first and ten at the twenty. Uh, can't leave Johnston wide open. I mean, it's not a, not a good idea. Seems like an issue. I mean, yeah, uh, guy's pretty good. I, you know, I have no feel for this game, Ben. I, I mean, you have the emotional, you have the emotional. Uh, Angles, of course, again, uh, with the tragic passing of Mike Leach a few weeks ago. Uh, Illinois, though, Illinois presents a really difficult matchup for Mississippi State because Illinois' defense is really good. So, I look, I I'm going to stay out of it. Uh, maybe, may again, a lot of these games on Monday are going to be in-game or nothing for me, and this is right in that category. Yeah, this is a, a perfect in-game look, too, because you have completely conflicting styles, and you want to see a couple possessions. Who is going to get the upper hand? I have a feeling this is a game where – you'll know pretty convincingly one way or the other uh, which direction you get and which team looks better. Uh, because while Illinois, yes, second in the country and fewest yards per play allowed, loser defensive coordinator Ryan Walters, who we used to cover when we were at uh, Missouri, former Missouri defensive coordinator, mm -hmm. takes that same position at Illinois now, just gets the Purdue head coaching job. Defensive backs coach Aaron Henry promoted to head coach, but Illinois has a couple DBs, Devon Witherspoon, Sidney Brown, each opting out of this game. How will that look against an air raid attack of Will Rogers III, who's thrown 34 touchdowns to six picks this year? So it's why I completely agree with you, Jeff. Hard to know on that handicap. Certainly would trend if you like Mississippi State. You probably like over. Vice versa, if you like Illinois, probably look into the under. But one where want to watch a couple series and, uh, and see how that plays out, uh, to say the least there. And, and also, too, uh, the running back, Chase Brown, over 1,600 yards, 10 rushing touchdowns out for Illinois in this game, Jeff. So what you wonder, uh, yeah. how much confidence do you have in Tommy DeVito, who has been more of a game manager this year in his first season as the Syracuse transfer there coming into Champaign as quarterback? Again, I have no faith in that. But again, even with Walters gone, which, by the way, be very interested to see how he does at Purdue. Uh, I just, again, that's a really good defense, even without Walters there coordinating it, Ben. So, uh, I, again, this is this is... This is even before all the opt-outs and then, of course, like we said, uh, the tragic patch, passing of Mike Leach. Uh, this was one of the harder games to figure out what to, what to do with uh, as Duggan's going oh, the wrong way. What an amazing oh, play. Oh, nice play. Wow. What a play. That's that a beautiful play by Duggan. All right, Michigan's in a whole boatload of trouble oh. now, Ben. Duggan to Tay Barber on a play where he ran, what, about 15 yards backwards behind the line of scrimmage. It looked like, like a play you'd make in NCAA football 03 with your creative player where you just back up and then start running, going in a big old looping circle. In, instead, Duggan does it in real life against his vaunted Michigan defense, circled all the way back to his own 21. Great play. And then finds the, uh, the cutter over the middle in Barber. Six-yard touchdown pass and catch. Extra point is good. It is 20 to 3. TCU 4.56 to go in the first half. Not a scoreline any of us saw coming. And those first half numbers, TCU was catching either five or six for the first half. Those will be rocking chair winners. Uh, and now it's going to be a sweat. If you had 28, 28 and a half as first half totals, those now coming squarely into play with 4.56 to go in the first half. Uh, you just said, Jeff, if, uh, if the Wolverines gave up six, you felt like the path would be pretty hard. We're not ready to say game over yet. There's a lot of action still to go. But uh, given the flow here, you have to worry if you're on the Wolverine side. And as I was saying earlier, Jim Harbaugh, one in five in bowl games as a head coach. Uh, what a bad look this would be if Michigan is unable to find a way uh, to come from behind. Now catching in the live market, eight and a half, plus 235 is the highest number I'm seeing in the live market right now. Yeah, this is, look, this is, I... Look, you you could you could have told me before, even though I think Georgia going to win handily, you you could at least make the arguments and see why Ohio State would have been like, all right, you know what, I could see this. I didn't see this coming into this game because all again, all the numbers point to TCU being a a, a, a I don't want to call them a fraudulent team in a regular season because I think that's a little bit too strong, but a team that caught the breaks and a team that took advantage of the breaks, and here we are where they're look, I mean. 
Look, Michigan has done what they've had to do in order to lose this game so far. You throw a pick six, you turn it over on downs inside your own five, you fumble on first and goal at the half-yard line after, again, a lunacy overturn on what should have been a touchdown for Michigan. It would have got them back in the game, but look, credit to TCU. When you are handed the breaks, you have to take advantage of them, and they have stepped on the throat and taken full advantage here. And Look, Michigan's been They're not a team that's built to come from 18 down. A heck of a task. Nope. And also remember, the Horn Frogs get the ball first in the second half, too. Yep. 6.2 yards per play now for TCU. And it's been balanced. What did we say to start the game? Had to continue to establish the run to help Max Duggan as a passer. And it's been an even split. 15 pass attempts for uh, eight. It's look, only 89 technical yards for Duggan. Had the interception, but also a touchdown pass. And 97 rushing yards on 15 attempts against this vaunted Michigan D. Top 10 in the nation in most categories, including third and fewest yards per game allowed. Have given up 186 already and 10 first downs here in the first half. Uh, at eight and a half, most shops, 57 and a half also is the total. So his totals remain right about at that closing number. Now what can Michigan do? Really the question, at least to me, Jeff, on the total is can Michigan having to play from behind, not a position they're comfortable or accustomed to playing with? Can they have success with J.J. McCarthy forced to push the ball down the field more than he would want? If, if you're looking to bet in-game on the total, that's probably where you have to look at first, don't you think? <laughs> Maybe. Again, this game is so off the game script that I anticipated here, Ben, that I, 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 I'm doing nothing here. I'm just going to let this ride out and see. Maybe we'll get something a little later, but... Again, you're asking for the biggest comeback in college football playoff history. You're asking for Jim Harbaugh for the first time ever to come back from 18 down as a head coach in college or the NFL. Uh, There's a lot, to, a lot to ask of Michigan, especially with an offense that is not built to make up margin. That is a very fair statement that you just made. And also wild to think, we're at the 456 mark of the first half. And for Michigan to win their game, they would have to pull off the biggest comeback in college football playoff history. That is a statement that I think will uh, raise a lot of eyebrows around the country. 21-3. TCU on top. We still have three more January 2nd Bowl games to preview. A big line move continuing in the Citrus Bowl as well as the Cotton Bowl and Rose Bowl. We'll preview all of them in the final half hour. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the sports betting network. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber for only $79 and get access to everything we do from now through the big dance. Sign up today and you'll also receive $20 to buy VEASAN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear at our online store. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests, betting splits, and betting reports. This is a limited time offer, so sign up now and get VEASAN Pro access to the end of March Madness at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Unfortunately, we found out earlier today that Jimmy Vaccaro's famed uh, white South Point sweatshirts not available at the VEASAN store. We're sorry to have to break that news to you, but a lot of other good options uh, available there. Well, Jeff, uh, another chance for you to uh, complain about the SEC officiating. I'm not sure what the basis was for that roughing the passer call right as we were about to come back from break, but it is Michigan ball now. Third down approaching the two-minute mark, trailing 21-3 in the first half. Have the ball inside TCU, the TCU about 45 but a, a gift of a roughing the passer, J.J. McCarthy and the Wolverines, though, uh, do take a sack all the way back to the TCU 49. So another drive that has crossed the TCU 50 that might end in nothing for the Wolverines. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, that was a, that was a Jerome Boger-style roughing the passer ah, that they called. But, uh, I mean, look, I mean, Michigan, they, unable to take advantage. You're back in third and 20 right now, I mean. You're kind of you're kind of in a scenario where I guess hit a 15-yard panel. Oh, McCarthy's taking a shot. Oh, incomplete. He got a punt. Incomplete. Have to punt. I mean, look, this has been Ben. This has been an abject disaster for for Michigan the whole way through. There's no arguing it. Uh, again, you cough up 17 points in this game. Seven on the pick six. We'll call it 10 uh, on the uh, bad fourth down call and then fumbling on first and goal at the one. And uh, look, there's your 18-point hole right there. Uh, it just a total no-show and as bad of a half as they played all year and credit the Horn Frogs. They have been the best at taking advantage of other teams' mistakes all year and on the biggest stage, they're doing it right now. A team 5-1 and one in one-score games, TCU up 21-3, getting the ball back. The big thing to note, too, from the betting implications for the first half, that's, that total got bet down from 30.5 to 28. So just like the full game total took a ton of steam today, bet down a full 2.5 or 3 points. That also had a correlation to the first half number. 
down to 28. So a field goal, you're good if, if that's what TCU settles for. But if they try to keep the a foot on the gas and, and really try to put this game away at halftime, uh, that is something you have to be concerned about. Max Duggan and TCU have averaged over six yards of play so far, 6.2 in the first half to this point, getting the ball back. And as I update my odd screen in front of me, we're up to 9.5 or 10. Highest margin on the spread TCU has been today. Total sitting either 52.5 or 53.5, even though I technically am ahead with my under 59. Uh, Jeff, I don't know that I feel all that great about that number right now, even if I'm technically ahead about uh, five and a half, six points or whatever. So I'll wait to see what happens for TCU. Final drive of the first half. We still, in our final two segments of the show, have three bowl games to preview. Uh, Mr. Jeff, we go to the, I bring up the Citrus Bowl first, one of two 1 p.m. Eastern kickoffs, uh, just because uh, today there's actually a pretty big discrepancy in the market. Some books are still still holding out at about 14 and a half, but some of shops have gone to as high as 16 and a half today. LSU, DraftKings opened this LSU minus six and a half against Purdue, but as we'll run through in a second, amidst a ton of opt-outs, coaching changes for Purdue, it has been one-way traffic on the line. I guess the bigger question, Jeff, is at what point is the move too egregious towards LSU? Like at 17, is that too much? Uh, what do you think on this line move? You know, and it would have been better off if I was in New Jersey and I wouldn't be able to bet the game because <laughs> of the Drew Brees n yeah. nonsense. That's fair. I mean, I, I look, I don't know. I mean, Purdue with the with an interim with the interim staff, no O'Connell, no other, no no uh, tight ends not playing, Durham's not playing. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. How are they going to move the ball consistently in this game? And they have all the opted out defensively. I mean, this is kind of the pick the uh, the uh, the poster child for why a lot of this bowl season is nonsense now. So I look, I, I I have nothing here. I guess if it gets to 17, you take a small piece of Purdue. Uh, but I I don't know, Ben. I have no idea. This could this. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe it's a spirited effort from Purdue, and they lose by 10. <laughs> so I'm staying out of this. People no could idea. point to the Music City Bowl last year. Purdue had their top two NFL draft prospects out, beat Tennessee 48-45. But differing circumstances there. They still had yeah, but they're, Aiden O'Connell in the they, game. They still had, had their coach. O'Connell, yeah. O'Connell, uh, Brom was coaching, and O'Connell played. I mean, a big a lot difference from what it is tomorrow. Yeah, I, just, Monday, I, just, I, I bring it up for people who might want to make a case. And I would think, like, the only situation where you'd probably do that is if you took an early piece, a big piece of LSU, anticipating the market move, and you set up a, a near 10-point middle. That would be the only scenario I would look to do that. But as we run through it, it's also interesting that Brian Brom is serving as the interim head coach. He is following Jeff Brom to Louisville. He'll be the offensive coordinator. So it's a weird dynamic. I don't know that I've seen a whole lot in the past where you have multiple coaches leave. One, though, is going to stay behind and coach the game before moving to Louisville as offensive coordinator where Jeff Brom is taking over as head coach. And then 11 total starters out, including the top three playmakers, Aiden O'Connell, the quarterback, Charlie Jones, had a record season at wide receiver in Payne Durham, the tight end. So I guess the only thing you could look at, uh, in addition to the performance last year with a couple of draft guys out, LSU is sitting three defensive line starters, all NFL draft opt-outs. But as long as Jaden Daniels is playing, a dual-threat quarterback who – I had a combined 27 touchdowns this year. You have to think motivation is at least uh, somewhat there, despite losing in the SEC championship game for Brian Kelly's guys. I mean, again, I, I, it's hard trying to figure out motivation in this game for LSU, no too. I mean, again, if you're them, I mean, you're kind of thinking, oh, all these guys, they're without their three best offensive players. They should be able to dominate this game. So, again, it's just... Just a very tough go of it. Ooh, Duggan just got walloped on third down. Uh, wow. At least Michigan will have a crack to get the ball back here at the end of the half. But, yeah, I, I look, Ben, I, I, I'm staying out of this game. I'm very happily staying out of this game. I probably will not even watch a snap of this game on Monday. So, <laughs> I, pro I probably won't uh, either. To be honest. totally honest with you. So, uh, yeah, I mean, unlike other games on Monday that I think there are some in-game opportunities, I, unless if something really goes haywire here, I don't need. I don't even think this is a great game to target in game. Again, uh, the, you mentioned the require quest bowl, as I can't say the bowl name uh, for that one uh, with Mississippi State and Illinois. Like there, there are going to be in game opportunities on that yep. one. The two, uh, the two New Year's Six games on Monday. There's going to be opportunities on that. 
I don't see really a path to there being real in-game opportunities unless we get some real wonky stuff with the Citrus Bowl. Uh, TCU forced to punt after Duggan takes the sack. Makari Page blasts him for a loss to seven. So Michigan down to one timeout. Get the ball back. 47 seconds to go in the first half again. First half under betters looking good. Assuming if, if, if only a field goal is the, uh, the achieved output of whatever end of, of uh, half drive we get here. You'll cash on that first half under Michigan ball down 21-3. We'll do our, our uh, halftime line total breakdowns and any sort of picks we're looking at in our final segment of the show. Uh, we'll, we'll squeeze in, though, the Cotton Bowl right now since we have the Cotton Bowl and the Rose Bowl still to preview as our, our colleague Sean King. Well, I know we'll be emotionally rooting for the Green Wave at Tulane to pull the upset, but kind of wild, Jeff, that you know, USC has been able to keep a lot of the injury concerns under wraps as far as quarterback Caleb Williams. We still don't know. He's been saying this whole time he's going to play, but the line hasn't budged. It's been USC minus two for basically a month. A little bit of movement to the total over from 62 to 63. That's where you start, right? What do you think happens with uh, Caleb Williams and a, and a banged up and opting out USC team? Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. All I will say is, uh, again, when you get the when you get the uh, the non-power five team in the, in the New Year's Six game, if the talent is close, I give them a real shot. Now, of course, we've seen where the talent is not close and they get blown out. Obviously, North, the Northern Illinois of the world, the Western Michigans of the world. Uh, th th when the talent's not close, they don't have a real chance. The talent again, USC is more talented even with the opt-outs, but it's not crazy. So, look, Willie Fritz will have his guys ready to play. This game will mean a lot more to the Green Wave than it will to the Trojans. So I wouldn't be shocked if Tulane pulls this thing outright. But, I, look, if Caleb Williams plays, it's very hard for me to actually bet on Tulane because yeah. Caleb Williams is so, so clearly the best player on the field in this game. Obviously, the Heisman Trophy winner is going to be the best player on the field in the game featuring USC and Tulane. But there is a huge gap in this game. And if Williams is even remotely healthy, I don't know how Tulane slows him down. And USC could score 48 points and Tulane's not capable, <laughs> even yeah. against that USC defense of keeping up with that. And it's why it's, it's hard to justify a pregame play when you don't know. Because if you like Tulane and Williams goes, you're going to get a much better number than two. But it, look, if, if you like him now, and you, but you're not sure, it, it's hard to know how to handle that. And so we kind of play the waiting game here. The one thing I'll say that it's probably getting underreported since so much of the focus is on Jordan Addison, the wide receiver out with an ankle injury, and the uncertainty about Williams. It's at two top linemen, Andrew Voorhees and Brett Nalon. They're both headed to the NFL draft, both opting out. Saw against a really good defense of Utah how that USCO line was completely exposed in the second half. That is an area, I think, uh, Tulane, a team that was 23rd in points per game allowed, 18th in pass defense, could have some success against Willie Fritz uh, as J.J. McCarthy fumbles the ball oh out of bounds on first and 10. Throw 22 seconds left in the first half. <laughs> uh, last thing I'd say on that game, you know, I, I, the talent feels a lot more similar to, like, a, the Central Florida-Auburn uh, game from a few bowl seasons ago when UCF infamously won, claimed their national title. I could, I could see this going that way for Tulane, but again, really does all health on that, a hinge on the health of Caleb Williams at quarterback. So, can Michigan get a score before the end of the first half? They have a second down and long in their own territory, 22 seconds to go. We'll wrap up the show with a halftime thought from Michigan TCU and also a pick on the Rose Bowl when we come back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick 
and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM is offering college football fans a chance to make the semifinals more exciting than ever. You still have time for this. Log into your BetMGM account today. Place a $25 semifinals parlay consisting of all spread bets. Hopefully that includes some in-game options. You'll receive a $10 free bet. If you're new to BetMGM, you just download the app. Sign up now to jump into the action with this special offer and find out why college football fans choose the king of sportsbooks during the playoffs and all season long. Take a shot at a big win and grab your $10 free bet when you place a college football semifinals parlay of all spread bets for at least $25. I don't see anything about in-game, Brian Ortega. I think we're uh, I think we're good on the in-game here because I hope that's the case since this game's already started. Uh, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Big thanks to our guy Brian Ortega, our producer behind the glass, as well as everybody behind the scenes here at the South Point and over at Mandalay Bay where Jeff Parles is at. And the end of the first half, a very interesting finish there, Jeff. Michigan uh, on an essential Hail Mary play draw a defensive pass interference, which I thought was the, the right thing to do by TCU to prevent a potential touchdown catch since it's a 15-yard penalty in the college game, unlike the spot foul in the NFL. Sets up Jake Moody for a 59-yard field goal. His first attempt is short, but Sonny Dykes iced him with a timeout. Not really sure why you need to ice a kicker before a 59-yard field goal. That's neither here nor there. And then Moody bangs it through from 59 on the second chance, so we go to the break. 21-6, Jeff, and at least if you're a Wolverine backer, you have a little bit of life. Uh, heading into the locker room there in Glendale. That was a very stupid timeout by Sonny Dykes because I don't even like freezing the kicker. Hey, look, NFL kickers are ridiculous at this point. Anything over 55, there's no reason to call your timeout. Because even, even hey, look, Justin Tucker's even missed three kicks the last two weeks, Ben. So over 55, no ice, even at the NFL level. Why would you do that? Because that first kick, Moody, Moody, Time might have been called. Moody kicked it anyway. It was a little wide left and short. And then the second kick was absolutely smoked. He knew what he had to change. So that was a really bad timeout and actually cost TCU three points by taking that timeout yep. there, Ben. Uh, but look, in a half where TCU caught every break but that, uh, you feel pretty good if you're a TCU backer. It's going to be very hard for you to lose if you took the points with TCU. But... I mean, look, Ben, it's going to be interesting. Do you take a shot on Michigan here now that they're, again, everything that could have gone wrong went wrong for them in that half. Still only down 15. It could very easily be a, a three-score game, a four-score game, and it's lights out already. But, I mean, look, I, I, I would maybe, maybe you take a Michigan bet mm. at this point. But I, I'm, not, I'm not 100% there yet. I might, again, even though the timing will be off, I might hop in if, if they get a stop on the opening drive for TCU in the second half. What's interesting is that the box score does indicate a Michigan bet for the second half, yet when you watch, and, and for our perspective, seeing every single play of the game, you just feel like naturally it can't be that simple for Michigan because box score-wise, Michigan outgains TCU in the first half. Only one fewer first down. Yards per play about even overall for Michigan on, on the basis of the first half. But the Wolverines go one of six on third downs compared to TCU's four of seven. Michigan gets stopped on a fourth and goal at the two. Fumble on first and goal at the half yard line and throw a pick six. So everything box score wise with traditional in-game theology, Jeff would point to a Michigan bet. And as far as the second half lines, those have now been populated into the market pretty much as I'm looking at my screen. Uh, it was seven and a halves in a lot of shops quickly bet up to eight market wide. So that means for Michigan uh, for the game down by 15, it's Michigan plus seven for the game 
Most of those seven and a halfs have been gobbled up. And then 27 and a half or 28 are second half total. So up to 54 and a half or 55. Again, box score wise, it looks like Michigan would be the play. Question is, Jeff, based on the game flow and us watching all those opportunities Michigan left out there, would you feel confident enough to make that the play for the second half? I wouldn't, I wouldn't take TCU in the second half, that's for sure. I wouldn't do that. I mean, look, again, it's... Uh, oh man, it, it, this is a really difficult one, Ben. Because I think this is one of those... I know this is a weird... The sound is a weird one because of what I just said. But don't you think if Michigan covers the second half, it means that Michigan probably came all the way back, climbed the mountain, and won the game? Doesn't it kind of have that feel, Ben? Where if Michigan doesn't cover the second half it was one of those blah efforts in the second half tcu wins this game 31 to 31 to, to 13 or something like that 30 31 yeah. 16 where it's just not they michigan just can't make up ground uh but i look i wouldn't be shocked if michigan does cover the second half i might actually take a little bit i might take a little bit of money line here ben i wish i was getting better than plus 260 on michigan but uh, I, I'm probably just going to take 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 Michigan lay the points in the second half, and uh, and if they get a stop on that first drive, maybe take something if it's around plus 200 still on the money line. I get I get your reasoning entirely, but it would make uh, make sense at least for the first half. TCU is about plus 205 consensus first half money line, easily covering that five and a half or six number. First half total just narrowly stays under uh, under the 28. My, the question on my end, since I'm holding that under 59 ticket, is it worth trying to get off my ticket now with about a four-and-a-half point middle right now? I don't think it is. It's at least worth asking the question because a lot of people watching, listening to us, the general uh, consensus within the market was that this would be an under game, got as low as 56 on the closing total. Is it worth trying to get off your bet and getting a narrow middle if you think Michigan, again, has to play a helter-skelter pace in the second half trying to speed things up? I'm not sure it's worth it. I don't know what you think, Jeff. Don't mind it. I don't mind it. I mean, look, I mean, Ben, you're at six yards to play both sides. That it, usually means over game. Yeah. yeah, that usually means over game. And in all honesty, watching that, 27 points is kind of the least amount of points we could have had in that half, Ben. So I actually don't mind that, especially if you have the under. I don't have a problem with coming back, betting this thing over right now in the second half, at least set up a little bit of a middle, and if it doesn't get there, make the bet a little bit slightly less than your under bed. Uh, right. But look, hey, look, I, I, I would have, if I'm getting in fresh, I would not take the under right now. I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I'm, I'm partially tempted, though, just like because of how we saw TCU fail with their opportunities to really put the game away in the first half. TCU gets the ball first. Would it stun, stun you, Jeff, to see TCU get a little conservative out of the gates in the second half, punt the ball away, and now you're getting a better number? That, that's, the, that's the part I'm thinking mm. where, okay, because mm. a middle is so narrow. Again, I, obviously anything over three, you're at least giving yourself a puncher's chance at. I don't know that I'm in love with, with taking the shot at the middle if it's only four, four and a half points. TCU punts first to start the second half. You're probably getting that number down in the 51 and a half, 52 range depending on the length of drive, then I'm at least setting up a touchdown middle, and I would feel a little more confident in doing that. I, I don't know if you feel the same way, but based on the, the final end-of-half drives outside of the last TCU touchdown drive, they did get a little more conservative, and, and the throws for Max Duggan were, uh, were more erratic and, and looking for big shots there down the stretch. I don't know, Ben. I think you're just in a scenario where that's not how Sonny Dykes has played all year. They're going to be aggressive the whole way through, and quite frankly, you got to be aggressive. Because you go three and out, you could give Michigan a window to get back in the game here. Just gave them three points after a stupid timeout. Made it a two-possession game. Kind of could feel the snowball rolling a little bit of that if, if you go three and out or have a quick drive and don't get anything. I get it. You get a touchdown here, Ben. If it's 28-6, it's lights out. I don't see Michigan coming from 22 down. From 15 down, sure. Even from 18 down, I'll give them a shot. But 22 down, I think it's probably too big of a mountain to climb. So if you get an opening draft touchdown for TCU, this probably lights out. Max Duggan just 7 of 16 for 89 yards. Touchdown and a pick in the first half. But as a team, this is the big stat. Horn Frogs rush 18 times for 113 yards. Average of over 6 yards a carry and a touchdown. J.J. McCarthy, 10 of 16, 148 yards and a pick 6, which opened the scoring in that one. Donovan Edwards, 14 carries for 90 yards to this point. Uh, a real quick final preview, Jeff, our last New Year's Six Bowl for January 2nd. Rose Bowl, Penn State, Utah, seeing the number 
Uh, pretty much, uh, as I'm updating my screen, two and a halves. Uh, well, there's actually one rogue two and a half. It's everywhere down now to one and a half market-wide. So some money showing now on Penn State as we get closer to kickoff. Uh, what do you make of this spot? Uh, Utah is much better than Penn State is, Ben. And I, and I think they will roll, in all honesty. I was a little surprised that they get in that Utah was a dog for a little bit of bowl season here. I didn't quite understand that. I, I, I think Utah, much better team. They proved it against USC. Penn State, the only good teams they played this year they lost to. I, I think this is all Utah. Utes get it done. Win this thing big. You want to lay the two and a half, fine. If you want to lay minus 140, fine. But I think yep. Utah gets it done pretty handily, Ben. Uh, DraftKings was a book that opened Pick'em in the game. Got as high as Utah minus three. Now all the way back down to one and a half. Most shops, that two and a half on your screen is, yeah. uh, we use the South Point numbers here in Nevada. That's the one, two and a half still out there. And with Joey Porter Jr., an opt-out, best defensive player at corner for Penn State. I can see why you're looking at that direction too, Jeff. Feeling like Utah is the better team to begin with. And now Penn State loses their top defensive player. So that would be the look for tomorrow, or I should say Monday night's uh, Rose Bowl game. Uh, you're, you're thinking uh, it's Georgia and a whitewashing as well tonight as we get ready to go out of here. Georgia, Georgia by 13, Ben. There we go. He's calling cover. a shot. Com comfortable cover. One more. Something, something, something like 30, 30. Well, I'll make it 14. 31, 17. There we go. All right. One more shot yeah. call from Jeff Parles as we go out of 2022. Hopefully my final bet of the year can get home there on that under uh, 59. Well, sweet. Uh, either way, we're back tomorrow. Live bet Sunday. Danny Burke will join us for all things NFL Week 17. Speaking of the NFL, up next, it's the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard have you covered as we say goodbye on Live Bet Saturday. Here from Decent, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.